0: So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Strategy Skills Podcast. Today, we're going to continue addressing questions from listeners from around the world. So the question that was raised is a good question. Although, again, if you've been paying some attention carefully, you would know the answer to this. But I understand that sometimes the concepts are new to people. So if the answer is obvious to me, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be obvious to everyone. I've obviously was a partner. I spent many years as a strategy consultant. I served CEOs and so on. So these things I know better than most people. The question raised was, it's a simple question. Are these the only analyses required for a visioning or strategy workshop? Right. So the question is, in the visioning workshop, we did a market assessment. We did a value chain assessment. We did a customer value chain assessment a small one and we did case studies so the reader wants to know if they were doing a visioning or strategy workshop should they do the same analyses now remember remember if you go back to basic problem solving the analyses you do is dictated by the hypotheses you have so don't go out there and come up with the checklist of analyses you must do because you could end up doing a redundant worthless Basically, you waste. You can end up wasting a lot of time by doing an analysis if everyone is doing it, but you don't need to do it because it doesn't address an hypothesis that you have. So the simple answer is that the analysis is dictated by the hypotheses you have. And if you look at the way we've structured the study, you will see that all the hypotheses we have dictated the analysis we've done. But I'm going to give you some general guidelines that can help you if you are stuck because there are certain things you should always do in a study. Before I answer the question, which analysis should be done in a strategy visioning workshop, there's a couple of things you need to think about to answer that question. One is, what is a visioning or a strategy workshop? I mean, what is it? A visioning or a strategy workshop is whatever you want it to be, is the correct answer. If you want a strategy workshop only discussing the value chain, that could be a strategy workshop for you. When I say discussing, I mean come up with a decision. If you want a strategy workshop only discussing case studies and you're going to make a decision based on that, that's fine. The point is this. The words visioning workshop and strategy workshop will mean different things to different organizations. They'll mean different things to different partners within the same organization. The way I have defined it when I structured the study with the other partners is that the visioning workshop or strategy workshop is where we will make major decisions, and there'll be two of them. One will be to limit the scope of analysis. And the second one, it'll be to validate the options or the option that we have decided to move on from the limited scope of analysis. I'll repeat that. The first visioning workshop is to take all the things we could do and limit them to just a few things worth analyzing. And the second visioning workshop is to examine those few things in more detail and come up with the preferred option and obviously break down that even further so there's a time period component here the earlier the strategy or visioning workshop well let's just start at the beginning you need to determine what that strategy workshops agenda is this is my advice for you don't do a strategy workshop just to get decisions based on case studies only don't have a separate workshop just to discuss the value chain analysis it's worthless executives are busy you have too many workshops you will annoy them you should have strategy visioning workshops where you can make big decisions that would be my advice even when I had access to CEOs even when I knew them very well I wouldn't call workshops very easily I would choose to do it if it really counted because if you get a reputation of holding workshops and nothing important happens in the first one or two, ta- the first one time, you'll probably get away with. It. The second time, probably not. Executives are busy, and they open their diaries based on what you've done with the previous time they open their diary. So that's my first adv- rule of thumb: don't do strategy, a.k.a. visioning workshops for basic things. Do it for important decisions. Make sure you have enough material to feed that decision point. The second thing to consider is when the workshop is taking place. The earlier the workshop takes place, you really can't come up with an answer. If you're in a 10 week engagement and you are conducting the strategy workshop in week three, clearly you cannot come up with an answer because what are you gonna be doing the rest of the seven weeks? So you need to have a workshop that narrows down the scope and you need to have another workshop later that validates or explains how you validated the preferred option from the narrow set of options. Now, let me talk you through how you can set up these workshops. The first workshop is narrowing things down, limiting the scope of analysis. The second workshop is from the limited scope of analysis. How did we choose the preferred option? Because let's assume you narrowed it down from 50 to 10 options. That's in the first workshop. You narrowed it down in the second workshop. It's off the 10, which one did we pick and why? And what are the implications? That's how you generally structure it. Look, you may have three workshops. Could happen, but generally don't have too many workshops. Now let's look at the first workshop and let's answer the question. The question was, should the analysis be the same that I laid out? The answer is not necessarily, and I'll give you a very simple reason why. We said that you determine your analysis based on the hypothesis you want to test. If your hypothesis changes, the analysis needed to test that hypothesis would change, right? Fair enough. But there is a rule of thumb here. When you are doing your early workshop the first one, three weeks, two weeks, and whenever, whenever you're doing it to narrow the scope, you are ultimately trying to narrow the scope. You're trying to do some kind of analysis that will allow you to prioritize where you will focus. You may remember this if you've been paying attention. Any analysis that is done where you're trying to prioritize the area of focus is called a top-down analysis because you're analyzing broad issues to focus on just a few things, then the process of validating is called bottom-up analysis. Now let's just step out of this study for a minute and teach you a very simple technique. Whenever you start any study, I've done this in every single study, I've done many corporate strategy studies. In every single corporate strategy study, we will have focus interviews. We will conduct focus interviews with suppliers, clients, competitors to understand the issues facing the client. That's one. Two, we will look at some benchmarks. McKinsey is a master of benchmarks. They have a lot of databases, so they will obviously be very good at it. Other firms not so good at it. But if, you, if McKinsey or a firm with benchmarks, you'd look at benchmarks. So you look at general industry benchmarks. Three, you will examine case studies of similar companies who have been in similar situations and what happened to them and what they did. Four, you will conduct what is known as a top-down financial analysis. A top-down financial analysis, this is, this is taught in the strategy library, which is available on firmsconsulting.com and strategytraining.com. The top-down analysis that I'm talking you through here, focus interviews, benchmarks, case studies, financial analyses, I discuss this in a lot of detail in episode four of the first 90 days in consulting, where I teach Anri, I talk him through the key skills he needs to make an impact within 90 days in consulting. One of the things he needs to understand is how he needs to do a few pieces of analysis in the first few days or week or two of a study to focus the study. And those known the top-down analysis. One, focus interviews, two benchmarks, three case studies, and four top-down financial analysis, which is basically ratio analysis mostly, basic financials, profits going up, profits going down, which business division is doing well what's the return on assets, what the return on capital is, that will indicate where the problem is. For example, if everyone in our focus interview is telling us that this technology is a problem, maybe we focus there. If our benchmarks are showing us that our return on capital is really low and our return on invested capital is low because we're investing so much in this new technology it validates there's a prompt there, so we should look at it further. If our case studies are telling us that no other competitor has been able to develop this technology cost effectively, we look at that as well. Financial analysis, again, it, it indicates these are, it introduces symptoms. Now, do you notice that here, there are focus interviews, benchmarks, case studies, financial analysis, using what I find in the focus interviews, benchmarks, case studies, and financial analysis, I can then narrow the problem down. I can tell the client, hey, you know what? Based on the focus interviews, the benchmarks, case studies, and financial analysis, there's definitely a cash flow problem you have. You're spending a lot of money with very little return some part of your business. All indicators are telling us that China is the problem because you're investing a lot of money in a new R&D center there for a new chip and the returns are just not there. Focus interviews from employees and competitors indicate to us that you have a lot of problems in getting the production line running here. So our initial hypothesis is that due to problems in the technology and design process for your new chip fabrication facility in China, cash flow is declining, return on invested capital is low, which is why your profits are so low and why investors are punishing the company. So you notice how we've used these four analyses to focus. Now here's the thing you've got to understand. Your initial strategy workshop is about narrowing the set of options. Do you notice that the focus interviews, benchmarks, case studies and financial analysis are similar, but they're not the same as the value chain analysis, the case studies, the industry analysis, and the customer value chain analysis done for the Empire International Study. They're similar, but not the same. For the Empire International Study, we have a value chain analysis. We don't have a value chain analysis in the general approach that we use in studies. In every study I go into, I always do focus interviews, always do some rough benchmarks, always do some basic case studies, and always do some broad financial analysis. And the financial analysis is very accurate to we finish it in 48 hours. So it doesn't matter what the size of the company is, we finish the financial analysis, top-down financial analysis, in 48 hours, which indicates where we think problems are. Those four steps I do in every study. But you notice that it's the same purpose as the visioning workshop. We're narrowing down things. So, theoretically, every initial visioning workshop where you're narrowing down the options, should have focus interviews, should have benchmarks, should have case studies, should have financial analysis. If you look at the tech MA study, if you look at the uh, market entry strategy study, I explain in a lot of detail why focus interviews go first, how to structure them. It's all covered there. I don't want to repeat it here. How to do benchmarks, what to look out for, how to do case studies, how to structure them and so on, how to do financial analysis. We have lots of videos on those things. But here's the thing. Your first strategy workshop is about narrowing the set of options. Any analysis that allows you to narrow the set of options to indicate what should be analyzed in more detail is okay to be done in that first workshop or for that first workshop. So in every study I've gone into, I've done focus interviews because it's a tool to test certain things. In every study I've gone into, we've done some rough benchmarks to indicate where problems lie. In every study I've gone into, we've done some case studies to show us how other companies have responded. In every single study, we've done a top-down financial analysis to show us where problems lie in the company's cash flow statements, income statements, and sometimes balance sheets as well. We've never not done that. And then based on what we find there, we focus our analysis. And then in the second or third strategy workshop, we'll tell them, is this the solution or is this the problem? What are the implications and what do we do? So, You can design your analysis whichever way you want, but you've got to ask yourself the following question. If it's an early strategy workshop, are the analyses I'm doing allowing me to narrow the scope of analysis and pinpoint where the problem will be? Because that's what you want to do up front. And the rest of the study is focusing on that pinpointed area. So the answer is you don't have to do exactly the analysis I've done, but it must be some analysis that is allowing you to limit the scope of analysis. And you can design it whatever way you wanna go. My advice to you is always do focus interviews in the beginning. Always do benchmarks, always do case studies, always do financial analysis. Today when I speak to McKinsey and BCG consultants and even some partners who I still mentor and they tell me about a study that's being set up or is going bad, typically I can always narrow the problem to the fact that they didn't do these few things to validate what the issues were. You'll speak to many McKinsey and BCG people will tell you, oh, that's not how we do a study. We don't do focus interviews. Here's the thing, because you don't do it doesn't mean it's right. This works because it's the right way to do it. This is protocol. A lot of times in studies, people don't follow protocol because they are lazy. They are tired. They don't know better. They're reporting to a partner who's under pressure and doesn't want to go through it. They're reporting through a partner who thinks he knows all of the issues. Do you know that you've noticed I've always built hypotheses on decision trees not because i cannot build hypotheses in my head but because i don't assume i know everything you build decision trees when you want to make sure you've not ignored an issue you build hypotheses first when you think you know so much that you don't have to examine all of the issues and prioritize them i never assume that so choose whatever set of analyses you want but you will never go wrong if in the beginning of the study in the first two or three weeks you do a set of focus interviews with key people to pinpoint, go broad with the focus interviews to find out where they think the problems lie in the organization. Set up a set of simple benchmarks. How does this division company product perform relative to other divisions in the company or relative to other peers in the market? Case studies. How have other companies, divisions, countries responded to the same issue? Financial analysis, look at your client's financials. Go through the income statement, the balance sheet, the cash flow statement. Extract the trends, the patterns, and basic ratios. Not even fancy ratios. Literally, you could do this in 48 hours. We've done this for multi-billion dollar banks with massive balance sheets. We finish in 48 hours. Because it's only indicating where a problem could be. The rest of the study is to dig in to see if the problem really lies there. So... Anything you do in life, any analysis, this is a good approach to take. I explain this in a lot more detail in the um, first 90 days in consulting because I wanted Andre to learn this technique. It's a very important technique. And you should also be applying this to your own studies. Now, of course, if you're the most junior person in the study, you can't do this because the team's going to tell you why you're changing it. But even if you're the most junior person and you can't control the team, in your area of analysis, you can speak to people, focus interviews. You can do rough benchmarks to see how it's performing you can pull up newspaper articles of how others have responded to this called case studies and you can do basic financial analysis on your part of the business you don't have to influence everyone else you can apply this to your own area and using these four sets of analyses, you can say look the problem seems to be yes i'm going to focus my analysis here this approach never fails to dazzle clients because we always always identify issues that are different from what they laid out and we always Impress them with just the logic we lay out. Of course, in the Tech MA strategy study with the videos, there's about 12 or 13 videos on how to and why to structure focus interviews the way it is, why it must always be presented first, and so on. But I'll let you go through that and you can suss out everything for yourself. As always, if you have any comments and questions, I'll be happy to answer them. And I hope you're enjoying the study as much as I am narrating it for you.